three, two, one. Hey everybody, welcome back to 321 Overtime, your favorite sports podcast, or at least hopefully one of your favorite sports podcasts. I'm John Torres, one of your hosts along with my buddy, Brian McCallum. And we are here at the lovely Florida State Podcast Studios, and I don't know about you, Brian, but I am still stuffed from all the eating I did on Thanksgiving weekend. I've still got food to eat. Oh, my gosh. What am I going to do with this? Uh, well, you're only supposed to keep it for about four or five days, they say, and that's yeah. about it. Really happy with the way the pumpkin pie turned out this year, John. Mm, that sounds good. Everything turned out pretty good, actually. Well, I actually tried my own hand this year at baking, and I you know, made my own dough. I wish I could make money, dough, uh, mm-hmm. LOL. But I made pumpkin-infused dough, and I stuffed them with apple cranberry, you know, filling that I made and cooked myself from, like, fresh apples, and it was pretty delicious. I made them in the air fryer, and so they were healthier than just, like, deep-frying them. So you're still cramming the holiday banking championships on the Food Channel, apparently? Yes, actually, we're all caught up, and I am jonesing for something else. We tried watching the British Baking Championship. It's uh, awful. It's what are they, terrible. They, they don't season anything. They're like they're like every state outside of Louisiana. Well, and it's all amateurs, so there's no real, you know, like bakers. And so the end product usually looks horrific. Yeah. While on Holiday Baking Championship, these people know how to create works of art that also look pretty delicious. John, did you see the one where they had to pick a phrase from the 12 Days of Christmas song? Yes. That was yes. some pretty good looking, the, the drums the guy made and all that stuff. Yes, That's some was. pretty good looking stuff. pretty good. Well, you know, I think you said a minute ago, uh, somebody said this, uh, one of your favorite sports podcasts. So let's shed the turkey and talk about some football. What do you let's think? Let's talk turkey. How about that? So, Brian. Or that. You're going to have a Friday night off for the first time in months. 18 be- weeks. Wow, because the Cocoa Tigers did not make it to the state championship and lost on Friday. Brian, tell us how it all went down. Well, John, I've heard this somewhere before. Turnovers will kill you. And when you turn it over four I think times. I've heard that too a few times. Four turnovers, not good in a uh, football game. A mm. couple of interceptions, a couple of fumbles, I guess. And long night for the Tigers. They lost uh, 20 to 14. Oh, wow. But that's a uh, good season they've had. They got to the state semifinal for 13th year in a row, which is. Pretty impressive. Oh, and so, I mean, what are you going to do Friday night? you have any uh, any big plans? Well, when you have 18 straight weeks of football, you go out and eat something nice or maybe go to a movie or something. This, uh, what's the one, the uh, the family um, Knives Out? Knives have out. you seen the that promos for that? Good. That's pretty good. Bad. John, what are your thoughts on this, the, the latest Star Wars offerings? You know... Um, I'm disappointed in this whole last three... I know people were very critical of George Lucas in the first three, but he's the one that has this story, and it's his story, and they've confused what really made Star Wars big, which was the characters that we fell in love with. Yes. With, you know, essentially space-based car chases. Yeah, Brian, to be honest with you, I saw, I watched um, the first of the last three. Right. I thought it was okay, but it felt very like the original Star Wars movie. First was awful. I, the, the last one was halfway decent. I couldn't make it through the second one, and there's one right. coming out in the in the like movies now. But you know what I did like? I like the two offshoot movies. The much Rogue better. One was awesome. Rogue One was freaking awesome. Do you know why it was awesome, John? Why? Because it followed the storyline. It stuck to the original storyline. Yes. And then I didn't think I was going to like the Han Solo movie. About 20 minutes into it, I'm thinking of changing the channel. 
I loved it. It was all right. It. it wasn't as good as Rogue One. It wasn't not as good as Rogue One, but it was. But it. But the two of them were much better than these like last few movies. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Now there's a new show on at Disney Plus that everybody is talking about, The Mandalorian, which is a Star Wars, um, you know, like mythology, and everybody's talking about it because there's a baby Yoda. Oh, really? In, in the show that is supposedly really cute. I haven't seen him, but he he's not baby Yoda. He's a baby from Yoda's race. Yeah, well, I'm not talking about it. I don't know anybody who's talking about it, so I'm going to dispute your claim that everybody's talking well, about it. Well, I guess everybody in my row here in Florida. I will tell you that I don't have any interest in it because it's not the story that we're all that we all fell for in the late '70s, which was these people, you know. Yeah, and, and look, I mean, I think Brian, at some point, I think you can wait too long to to do these remakes or these, um, you know, like sequels. I mean, uh, I mean, I saw Star Wars when I was 12. I'm 54 years old now, and they're finally finishing up the story. I don't care anymore. I don't care. Well, if it were the original story, I'd be good with it. You know, the, uh, he originally said nine, which is what they're going on, although I'm suspecting that Disney will make at least 100 of these things just to eke the money out of it. And then after the three, he said, well, I'm not doing it anymore, and then it was forever until the first three came out. So I'm happy with it. I just wish maybe uh, some combination of Lucas plus... Some uh, more creative minds, or I don't know that creative's not the right word, but I'm just not pleased. I think that creative is the right word because these last few movies, they seem, to, and I have heard this from people again, and the first one to me, they're all following the same kind of storyline that was in the first three movies: the Star Wars, well, Empire Strikes Back, and Star. The storyline in the sense, uh, in the sense of it's the same story, but it's not the same story. You know, it's not the same. It's not character based and all that kind of stuff. Right. Let's get on to sports. Yeah, let's get on to sports. Coco, you know, turnovers, good season. Um, I'm curious if they, you know, and you can say this about Coco, you can say this about the Patriots, you can say this about the Alabama Crimson Tide. Are they coming back to the pack? Those are questions yet to be answered. We'll see. Well, the Patriots in the NFL, boy, they have looked pretty pedestrian these last few weeks. I know they won. Last week, but they lost over the weekend uh, to the... Um... Well, they won the previous week because they got a phantom tripping call <laughs> on the Cowboys, which, as I mentioned to you, just us talking last week, that says a lot about the NFL when the Cowboys get a bad call against them, you know, in, in the Patriots' favor. That's true. But uh, we'll see. I mean, what's funny, what's not funny but weird, odd, is that the weak link appears to be Tom Brady. Yeah, he does not look great, um, although... I guess the receivers are not getting as open or the offensive line is not as protective. But you know what's funny, though, Brian? This is a hard team to really ever count out. Last year... No, you can't count them out. Last year, they could not run the ball at all. The playoffs come, and what do they do? Sony Michelle gains, I think, about 150 yards in every playoff game. Exactly the thought I had earlier. Brady will wake up. But the, the key is, were they not able to get the playbooks of the Texans... And Ravens. Now, maybe they will in between now and the playoffs. <laughs> but apparently they didn't have that or the signals. Or, uh, of course, those were both on the road where they can't control, you know, the listening devices in the locker room and that kind of stuff. Well, you're really a cynic, aren't you? Speaking of the Ravens and your division, because you're a big Steeler fan, they look pretty unstoppable so far this year. They're really good. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping they can hold off the Patriots or somebody can hold off the Patriots. I'd be glad to see the Ravens win it and then just fall apart in the offseason. Now, just to finish up what we were talking about, Brian A., about Coco, you said it was a great year for them. In May, they had three players, you know, former players, drafted into the NFL. 
that are all playing on a pretty regular basis. Jawan Taylor with the Jaguars, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson with the Saints, and Jamal Dean with Tampa Bay. It's impressive. I don't know of any other, I mean, like certainly not here in Brevard County, but you know maybe some of those high-powered high schools that are like football factories where they... Well, it'd be know. a rarity. You know, we went back to this, and I think we talked about this in the preseason. Coco has these four state championships and uh, went to three in a row back from 2008 to 2010, and then went to three in a row from 2016 through 2018. And these three guys played in the middle. None of them got to a state final. Oh, so wow. we were talking about that great players versus great teams conversation, you know? Right. And then, you know, um, we also found out, well, you've known because you work in sports, but I just recently found out that an astronaut high school graduate who played football at Florida Tech, a, a Division II school that's a very a good team for its division and conference, but they've only been around for about like six or seven years, he's playing for the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, and making plays. He had three tackles this past Sunday against the Steelers. And that's a losing effort. He was a tremendous player, prolific tackler for the Panthers, was very good for astronaut, and good for him. Wow. And so he puts Florida Tech on the map as their first NFL player. They had that tight end that went to the Miami Dolphins as an undrafted free agent, but I don't think he ever played in the game. Well, Hassel was an undrafted free agent, but yeah, he's getting in the games and making plays and Good for him and good for Astronaut and good for Brevard County. All right, well, we're going to take a short break here, but on the other side, we're going to talk some more NFL, Brian. Hey, if you like what we do here at Florida Today, please consider buying a digital subscription. The cost is less than one premium cup of coffee per month. Just go to floridatoday.com backslash subscribe. All right, Brian, we're back. And as you mentioned earlier, uh, the Cowboys had a phantom tripping call called against them and there is rumor, there are rumors that Jason Garrett is really on the hot seat finally, which as a cowboy hater like you, we hate to hear because we love, we want him to remain in Dallas. Yes. Well, the good news is Jerry Jones is not on the hot seat. Right. right. And he owns the team and he, what he says goes. I'm not sure what Garrett has had to do with the team other than, you know, clapping and uh, smiling occasionally. I've seen players when he's he's been on the sideline after a score and they come running off the field and he'll stick out his hand to shake their hand, just run right past him <laughs> as if they didn't even know he was there. And now you said that you had seen some rumor somewhere that the Giants might be interested in Jason. Yeah, Garrett. what's up with that, John? And I also said, you know, maybe he'd be a good coach if he actually got to coach a team. Wow, I don't know. I mean, geez, wow. I mean, but I think you could probably coach the Cowboys. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I want, I'm going to apply for that because I feel that if Jones is just going to coach the team anyway – why not? I can go up there and clap and nod and smile and uh, pretend like I'm doing something every now and then and be ignored by the players. And, and after I'm laid off in however many years, I'll take the millions and go sit on a beach somewhere. Why not? And clapping, nodding, and smiling is pretty much how you managed your fantasy football team this year, which did not make the playoffs. John, I got a question for you. Why am I not sitting here with this real radio personality microphone over here with the spit guard on it? Why am I not using that? Because I want your spit on that microphone. <laughs> I want your DNA so that I can transfer yes, it to a crime DNA. scene and put you on your favorite TV show, Dayline, one of these days. Yeah, DNA. But all kidding aside, Brian, what do you think is going to happen for the rest of the year in the NFL? Who do you think is going to 
either go far in the playoffs or I guess everybody's picking the uh, Ravens now. Although, as as we just said a minute ago, I don't know if we were recording then or just talking, you can't count out the Patriots. Um, you know, San Francisco's defense looks really good, and when their offense is competent, they're really good. How good are the Saints? I still like Seattle, you know. I, Seattle. I mean, there there are a number of teams actually. I think that are contenders for this thing. The, uh, you know, the Texans played well yesterday. How good can they consistently be? Mm-hmm. Can they? They haven't ever done anything in the playoffs in the history yeah. of that franchise. They've been flops in the playoffs, which was why, by the way, when I went to sleep at fourteen to three last night, I fully expected to wake up and see that the Patriots had come back to win that game. Maybe that's a sign that they are, you know, turning the corner. That's right. Um, I've thought Deshaun Watson was a winner with with uh, Clemson. I don't necessarily think he's uh, – there's just something about him that's missing in the quarterback skills, I think. But he's a winner and uh, a great leader. And maybe he's running, rubbing off on some of his teammates in that regard. Um, there are others out there, I think. You know, uh, uh, the Bears are gone, I mean, which is a shame. It, by the way, Bears and Chiefs, they were supposed to be the teams this year. And right. look how – you never can discount that sophomore jinx possibility. Well, and the Chiefs, I know that, you know, like people will say, well, they had some injuries this year. But, you know, as you always say, every team has injuries. Yeah, everybody has injuries. And if you go back to the very first episode, I I wondered aloud on the podcast if other teams would catch up to the Chiefs' offense this year a little bit. Well, you know, it looked like the Chargers are going to be a team to watch. And they're here, I think they're about 3-9. and nine. John, here's one, and it's probably too early for this, but watch them. It's a pretty good time to be a Bills fan, don't you think? Yeah, they they're catching fire. Defense. Um, Their quarterback they, is figuring things out. Throws a pretty Allen, pass. Yeah, he's looking pretty nice good. Nice Thanksgiving Day win. Well, you know, I guess, I mean, that's what's great about the NFL, Brian, from like season to season. You, look, the Rams last year were the highest scoring team. The Chiefs. Yeah, that's the one we left out. The that, Rams and Chiefs are not looking that great. Seattle has risen from the ashes. The 49ers, the Ravens. Well, here's a question, John. You know, Belichick's supposed to be the genius. Did he expose them in the Super Bowl and everybody's following the same formula? I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, I mean, that could but be. But the NFL is really a figure-you-out league. And once there's a book on you, as they say, you're pretty much done for. Well, you know, except, you know, I think some of it has to do with coaching. And I think that a lot of times these guys will try to outcoach themselves. Yeah. The Rams last year ran the ball much more. Yeah, Gurley's done. And now, I don't care if you say, but they're stopping the run. But if you keep on with the run, that opens up play action. Right. Look, you know, my Washington Redskins on Sunday had two running backs with 100 yards in Geis and Adrian Peterson. Because Bill Callahan said, we're going to run the ball. Now, a part of that is that that with a rookie quarterback, you have to run the ball. But their offensive line is in shambles. Trent Williams quit the team. Brandon Scharf has been hurt almost all season, in and out. And here they are, um, you know, just just running the ball and pounding the ball. You have to stay with your game plan and just don't outthink yourself. I'm sorry, John. Either I've got narcolepsy or I just heard the word Redskins. Kind of dozed off a little bit. Nice. Yeah, what's Bill Callahan? Wouldn't he retire ten years yeah, ago? Well, he, I mean, he's he's only the interim coach. Does he wear said. a Redskins? I mean, a a, a a Raiders hat while he's coaching? <laughs> but he said we're going to run the ball, and I mean that's what they've done. And so it's worth the team is the hottest team in the NFC East with two consecutive wins. 
That's like being the most polite guy on death row, John. Exactly. Well, it's better than losing, I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We we have passed the Giants in the standings. That's always a good thing. Yeah, Eagles can't be far behind. By the way, did the Eagles say, we won a Super Bowl, we'll never worry about anything again? What's the deal with those guys? I've been reading about Carson, you know, Wentz and how he's regressed. I was watching some highlights. Well, Nick Foles had a horrible game, apparently, Sunday for the Jaguars. Do they need each other, pushing each other to be good? I mean, like, Wentz is not... It isn't just he he had a he's like missing guys by like twenty yards. I mean he's like I don't know if he needs glasses or are we the contact lenses or what. He's just not it like it's not close. They're way behind the receiver or way in front of the receiver. Just his timing is shot. Well it, it played to my advantage. Uh, minutes before the kickoffs, I went to go look at my lineup and realized I did not have Alshon Jeffrey in the lineup and switched him out. So I think I'm three points behind uh, going into the Monday night game and I've got uh, Diggs. So I'm in pretty good shape too. Yes, I think you are going to be one of the top consolation round, uh, you know, teams as I'm, you know, fighting for the, for the championship in the playoffs. I'll point out to our audience that you and your son, who run the league, are now making trying to look at the consolation bracket to figure out how to prevent me from uh, doing well because that's how we determine the draft order. Brian, you just keep doing what you're doing, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be good. Hey, folks, we really appreciate you listening to Three Two One Overtime. We'll be back next week. Please rate us, listen to us, share us, and tell your friends. Same bat time, same bat station, John. We'll see you next time.